Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into Car Radio. You're on 910 AM, the Superstation. I'm Henry Payne, auto columnist for the Detroit News, kicking off the second hour of today's program. Great to have you on with us. Give us a call, 313-778-7600. If you join a conversation, we're talking a lot of uh, auto racing these days, uh, or in this uh, show today, just a lot, a lot of news coming down the pike uh, this week, uh, and uh, we're joined by Stephen Cole Smith, our good friend and auto racer, auto racing writer extraordinaire. And, and Steve, um, how are you? I'm doing good, Henry. I'm in the quietest place I could find at uh, Petit Le Mans, which is a cafeteria, so it's not all that quiet, but at least uh, we can't hear their cars racing by. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, that's a great place to be this weekend. Uh, we were talking last hour with uh, Charles Hobbes Reutinger, who's a friend of mine, a CCA uh, racer, and he's down there as well, um, uh, helping out with one of his uh, buddies with the Mercedes GTD uh, team. And that was one of the one of the big news uh, items this week was Corvette. The Corvette team's going to keep going next year, but they're going to be in that GTD class. Yeah, they're going to have a one car entry in uh, GTD here in the IMSA series and also in the WC series in Europe, mostly Europe. Uh, so it's the first time the Corvette has actually contended for a championship in two different series on two different continents. So that's pretty exciting. And then in 2023, they're going to be coming back with a uh, customer car with a Z06. There's a Z06 here, and uh, there's a cutaway of the car, and it's practically a race car already. So that's going to be interesting. You'll be able to buy a Corvette and race it yourself for the first time in, uh, well, I guess 30 years, something like that. Yeah, that's uh, that's great news. Great to see that uh, uh, brand, uh, that badge, to continue uh, continue racing even as the GTLM class is, uh, is sort of dried up. Uh, clearly Corvette sees the value in IMSA and uh, they're going to keep racing in GT class. Cadillac's going to keep racing in the new hybrid class. So a lot of great stuff uh, coming to that sport. How are things looking down there this weekend? This is this is the big race. There are a lot of championships on the line. Yeah, there's a 43-car field, which is a lot for a two-and-a-half-mile track. So there's uh, already been some action. One of the uh, era motorsports cars, an LMP2 car, just pancaked the front wall right underneath the press uh, box and took off the left front of the car, including the tire and wheel. So they're just now going back to racing after a long green or yellow flag period. But uh, it's been pretty exciting so far. Most of the people who qualified up front are still leading, uh, although Mazda is now 
uh, leading in the uh, LMP, or rather, uh, Daytona prototype class. And it's Mazda Swan Song. This is the last race for Mazda in uh, this class. They've said they're not going to do the LMDH car. So uh, this is a, kind of a sad send off, and those guys would love to go out with a win. Yeah. And of course, uh, there are plenty of other Mazdas out there besides all over this country. Uh, uh, folks racing uh, MX-5 Cup and, and other stu- stuff, but sad to see them uh, move away from the prototype racing. Uh, we were talking at the top of the last hour with Bud Denker about the big change up here in the Detroit Grand Prix. They're going to be coming back to the streets, to the downtown streets of Detroit. Steve, did you ever cover the uh, the Formula One races here in downtown Detroit? No, I didn't, but uh, I watched them on TV, and they were pretty darn exciting. And, and it's exciting that, I mean, as much as I love Belle Isle, uh, a downtown street race is going to be uh, a heck of a thing to see. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Uh, I, I think it's exciting for the downtown because the downtown has changed uh, so much in the uh, few decades since Formula One was here. There's a lot more business downtown, a lot more restaurants, so I think uh, – uh, people re- really find the the Grand Prix meshes nicely with the uh, downtown environment, but I but I'm sad to see it go well f- go away from Belle Isle. I, I thought Belle Isle was really one of the prettiest uh, street courses in the country, and I and I say that having been to to uh, Montreal to the F1 race uh, up on on the island in in Montreal. I, I thought Belle Isle was really a spectacular setting. It really was, uh, and it was just kind of like our own private island during the race weekend. You know, we had the whole thing out there, and you could walk around, and you'd see a lot of families. you see a lot of people uh, just enjoying a day out in a park that there happens to be a race at. And it was just a very nice atmosphere, and I, I know I'm going to miss it. Yeah. Well, it'll be a great send-off. Uh, next year, 2022, will be the last event there uh indycar will be there the imsa boys will be there so uh it's going to be it's going to be great fun to to get one more race there on the island before they uh, move downtown uh steve i wanted to ask you about uh, nascar nascar crowned a new champion uh this year kyle larson um i think there's a lot of expectations for this guy you think this is the first of many titles for kyle I do. Uh, I mean, you figure that this is a rookie team. Uh, he and the crew chief had never worked together before. Uh, just kind of thrown into the uh, mix at Hendrick Motorsports and comes away with 10 race wins and a championship. Uh, nothing's changing for next year except for the new car. And we've seen how quick Kyle Larson adapts to new cars, whether they're, you know, dirt track cars or midgets on uh, Chili Bowl. He can hop in and out of anything and go fast. So uh, I see no reason at all to not bet on Kyle Larson for another championship next year. How do you uh, – obviously it's early in his career, but uh, how do you rate him versus, uh, you know, other um, uh, young drivers who – I mean, he seems like a popular guy. You know, uh, uh, seems like somebody who the fans have embraced uh, as, as, as well. Um, is, is, does he does – he, is he is he good at all tracks? Is he good at all venues? And does he get a good? Um, is he is he is he good for the sport? Does he kind of uh, uh, give a good profile to the sport? I think he really is. I think he's going to be a great champion. Uh, 
I was a huge Kyle Larson fan long before he came to NASCAR. I saw what he did at the Chili Bowl, and I saw just how versatile he is. The guy has ice water in his veins, Henry. He just doesn't get upset. He doesn't get excited. He doesn't, uh, uh, you know, throw things or, you know, pull tantrums. He just goes out there and goes fast and does whatever it has to do to win a race. And uh, apparently Cliff Daniels' his crew chief is pretty much the same way. They're a great match. And with Hendrick, he's got the best equipment, you know. So it's going to be fascinating to see what happens next year with the new car. Yeah, he was very strong uh, this year, uh, all through the all through the year, and and beat some really tough uh, competition. I didn't see him getting any jawing matches with other uh, drivers. I mean, there was there was quite a bit of jaw boning going on this year. There is, but he kind of rose above it. He's he's a good clean racer. Uh, he hasn't always been. But he certainly had a good clean NASCAR season this year. But yeah, you look at Harvick and Chase Elliott and some of those guys, and uh, that's got to be a distraction that Kyle Larson didn't have to worry about which car is coming up alongside you and whether or not you owe them a smack or, or they owe you a smack. Um, I can't think that's good for any kind of racing, but it's good for the sport. I mean, it gives us a bad guy and a good guy and a black sheep and a white sheep to cheer for and boo against. So I think it's been a pretty strong factor for NASCAR having what turns out to be a pretty darn good year. (laughs) Yeah, and I I think, uh, you know, that's always been a part of NASCAR too. I mean, it helps sell the brand when you've got these personalities uh, going at each other. Uh, like every series, though, they're going they're going through their transition. There's a there's a lot of rule changes coming up across the board in every series, and uh, and you always got to keep us straight here on car radio. Um, NASCAR is going to a new car next year, two thousand twenty three. Yeah, it's uh, a completely new car. They're saving the steering wheel and the engine. That's it. Tire wheels, uh, the transaxle is $40,000. Uprights are uh, something like $10,000 a piece. Uh, the big teams like Hendrick and like Joe Gibbs, it's not a problem. It's not an issue. But for the little teams, they're starting over. You know, they've been able to uh, race based on using used parts from some of the big teams, so used tires, used wheels. But they're going to have to buy everything new. And uh, some of the small teams are, I think, going to be hurting. So, We'll have 40 cars for Daytona, but I'm not sure we're going to have a very good car count until uh, the trickle-down effect um, seems to work for some of the smaller teams. Yeah. Yeah, so Daytona is, is going to be the first uh, first race with the new car. What are, you, what are you hearing from the drivers? Do they like it in, the, in testing? Well, actually, it's the L.A. Coliseum that's going to be the first race. They're putting that uh, kind of idiotic quarter-mile track to – out in, in the L.A. Coliseum to run the Bush Clash. So that's the first time we'll see the car. But like you said, Daytona is going to be the first test of it. And I'm hearing mixed reviews. I'm hearing the steering is uh, uh, kind of an issue that uh, some of the handling on road courses is not as tight as they hoped it would be. They've got a lot of work to do during the off season. Yeah. Yeah, it's always a big transition to go to a new car. Uh, uh, Steve, uh, finally, I wanted to ask you about uh, Formula One in the United States. Um, you know, ra- racing, I think, has been uh, a, such, such a, a wonderful escape uh, through this whole pandemic. Uh, we've seen moments like the Indy 500 uh, with Helio Castroneves. 
uh, winning, running down the pit straight, uh, just just a, a really nice moment and sort of a nice post-pandemic uh, moment. Um, I, I, I got the same goosebumps watching uh, Formula One at Circuit of the Americas uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, maybe the biggest crowd I've ever seen in this country for a Formula One race. Um, the the U- U.S. really seems to be embracing this sport. They really do. A lot of it has to do with that Netflix series that shows uh, the drivers and teams behind the scenes. I've talked to I don't know how many people as well as drivers and, and crewmen that say they have uh, really seen a response based on the Netflix series. And uh, I think we're in our third season right now, so I expect that to continue. Plus, we've got Miami next year. We're probably going to have Las Vegas the year after that. Uh, three races in the U.S. from not having any at one point not that very long ago. I think that's a real step forward. Yeah, that's a really big deal. Uh, and, and uh, you know, it, uh, sort of this renaissance, as you say, I think uh, began with the change in ownership of Formula One. It's now owned by a, a U.S.-based corporation that I, I, really, I really think is, is determined to get the biggest consumer audience in the world on board. And uh, that's that's spectacular that they're looking at uh, Las Vegas as well as Miami. Uh, how is how is uh, Circuit Americas looking forward? They've always struggled financially, but at the same time, it's uh, maybe the premier track in the United States. Uh, I think it definitely is, and they had a great race this time. They had a great turnout. They expect the same thing next year. They're still technically provisional on the uh, uh, calendar, but everybody knows that they're going to be uh, coming in. And uh, it's, it's, it's going to be a, a pretty amazing thing, I think, next year to see what happens with uh, all the racing we're going to have. Wait, man, you don't have to go far. You'll be able to cover Miami right, right south of you in Florida. I'll be down there. Come on down, Henry. It'll be nice, good weather. <laughs> yeah, I might uh, take you up on that invitation. Well, Stephen Colesmith, uh, thanks for uh, joining us. As always, uh, tell folks where they can find your work. Uh, Auto Week, I've got a story up that just went up today. Uh, another story about BMW that we have uh, going, uh, committing to, to uh, um, the uh, prototype series, and as well as Haggerty and Grassroots Motorsports. Yeah, check check Steve out at all those locations. Uh, great reporter, great uh, writer with a lot of experience. And, of course, he's covering uh, the IMSA 10-hour down there in Atlanta today. Uh, we're going to take a break, hear from our sponsors, and on the other side we'll be talking about the Los Angeles Auto Show. You're on 910 AM, the Superstation Car Radio. I knew I could get myself out of this. I just needed some hope and some help. I took the first step to recovery when I made the call. Since 2014, Addiction Hope and Helpline has answered calls for recovery and treatment 24-7, 365 days a year. If you're depressed, drinking, using drugs, or taking pills, call now and talk to someone who cares. 
I had problems just getting to sleep, drinking and using pills every night. I feel like I'm losing control. I'm afraid I'll lose my job or even my family. Most insurance covers substance abuse. You can get back on track. Call now for hope and help with proven gentle recovery programs. I never thought that I could be somebody who didn't drink and use drugs. I have something to hold on to for strength. I'm in recovery, getting the help I need. Call 800-379-4799-800-379-4799. Hi, I'm Joan London with A Place for Mom. Over the years, we've helped thousands of families find senior care, and today's senior living communities have never been better. With amazing amenities like movie theaters, exercise rooms and swimming pools, public cafes, bars and bistros, even pet care services. And nobody understands your options like the advisors at A Place for Mom. These are local expert advisors that will partner with you to find the perfect place and determine the right level of care, whether that's just a helping hand or full-time memory care. Best of all, it's a free service. Call today, A Place for Mom. You know your family, we know senior living. Together, we'll make the right choice. Call A Place for Mom right now to get our free ebook on financing senior care as well as a free referral for senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-436-2907. That's 1-800-436-2907. 40 million. That's the number of free phones still available and the number of how many Americans can still get prescriptions free. Free could be wonderful. That's why I'm still working at 77 years old to pay off my prescriptions. I needed to have a, a prescription filled and I had to leave because I couldn't afford it. Call now and see what's available for you. Free prescriptions. Over 10 million people get prescriptions free and the program has expanded so another 40 million can. Free dental. Over 15,000 dentists have provided over three. $330 million in free dental work, free cell phones. 40 million free cell phones are still available with free minutes and more. Free cell phone would change my life right now because it is something I cannot afford to get. Medical supplies like back braces, knee braces, and diabetic supplies may be covered too. The free RX Plus hotline has saved callers over $12 million on their prescription costs. These free programs are now available to 40 million more people. Call now. WCCCD is home to students from 74 countries and more than 120 academic and career programs. The college supports you to grow. When college gave me so much, my degree, who I am. They have the different campuses. You meet people who are like you. So whether you're from next door or halfway across the globe, WCCCD is your home for learning. Register now. WCCCD, where learning leads to a better life. The day you lose your strength is the day you lose your independence. Muscle is lost with age, affecting your energy, balance, and mobility. Before you know it, you're depending on others just to get through the day. But you can't reverse and prevent muscle loss. Introducing MyoHealth, a revolutionary proven approach to increased muscle strength and function 
in as little as 30 days. Live life on your terms with more energy and confidence. After a serious health issue put me down, Mile Health's getting me back up again. I'm doing activities that I haven't done for a long time. It really works. MyoHealth is a safe, natural dietary supplement. The result of decades of research and 24 human clinical studies. You can live stronger at any age with greater strength, mobility, balance, and energy. Call or go online now and take the MyoHealth 30-Day Strength Challenge. So, you've decided to go to college. That's cool. So, pop quiz. Which is a better way to earn your degree? Commute to college and fill your gas tank, get stuck in traffic, drive in bad weather, try to find a parking space, walk a half mile to class, or learn online at Independence University. In the park on a bench, on the beach on a towel, or on your couch with your kid, your campus is wherever you want it to be. You don't go to college. College goes to you. That's Independence. That's Independence University. You schedule classes around your schedule and all your supplies, including a brand new laptop and tablet are included with tuition. At Independence U, you'll learn from professional instructors with real work experience. You'll get personal support in school and employment assistance when you graduate. Get your degree, but keep your life. That's Independence. That's Independence University. So if you're really smart, you call now. Call 1-800-556-7791. Independence U for an independent you. Call 1-800-556-7791. Welcome back to Car Radio. You're on 910 AM, the Superstation with Henry Payne, and we're joined now by David Fortin, who is the Consumer Marketing Director for the Los Angeles Auto Show. We're very excited to have the L.A. show back on the calendar after a year away. David, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, uh, and we, we couldn't be more excited over here as well. Yeah, I, I bet. Uh, this is one of the big three uh, shows in the United States, along with Detroit and New York. Uh, how did uh, how are things looking this year? Things are looking good. You know, the public has been really responsive. Once we announced in August um, that we actually went on sale, uh, ticket sales, you know, took off right away. So people have obviously been, you know, pent up at home and, and missing the annual event in Los Angeles, and um, we're around the corner now. Showtime. Yeah, that's uh, that's great to hear. You know, I, I, I travel all over this uh, country, and and uh, every state uh, seems to be dis- different in its rules and regulations. Uh, you know, you go to uh, you go to a basketball game uh, uh, here in Detroit, and there's no masks. You go to uh, you go to a uh, restaurant in Asheville, North Carolina, they require masks. Uh, what, what, what sort of protocol are you guys uh, uh, looking at uh, in Los Angeles? Yeah, thanks for asking. We are um, following all the City of Los Angeles and L.A. County Department of Health guidelines. So when you come to the convention center, you'll need to be vaccinated or show proof of a negative test within 72 hours of arrival. Um, And then everybody will be asked to wear a mask um, unless you're actively eating or drinking. The uh, L.A. show, uh, one of the things that's really distinguished uh, the show uh, nationally, and a lot of folks from Detroit go to this show. Um, 
there's a lot of national interest in it, in particular because uh, the California market is a little different than the rest of the United States. Uh, it's a sunshine market, so it gets a lot of sports cars uh, in, ad in addition to a lot of off-road cars that people like to take into the mountains. But it's also the biggest mountain, uh, biggest market in the country for electric cars. Uh, so we're always looking to L.A. for for the latest uh, electric stuff. Uh, is that is that uh, true this year as well? Absolutely. I mean, you hit it on the head. Uh, I think it's something like you know just under five percent of uh, zero emission vehicles are on the road, but something like fifty percent or you know high forties are in California. So definitely leading the charge over here. Um, you know, and a car culture is really strong in Los Angeles, and the show reflects that. People are interested to see what the future looks like and learn about it and get informed today so they can make decisions for their own life, you know, that we, that we like to say empowers their life um, based on that information. And we've embraced that as well. We have a new program this year called the Zivas, which is the Zero Emission Vehicle Awards. Uh, we wanted to connect the public, you know, to this transformative time that's going on. And so we nominated 93 vehicles that are available for sale or for pre-order today. And we asked the public to visit our, you know, website and learn about these vehicles. Um, some they were, I'm sure, familiar with, but others were probably very new to them. And based on that information and the way we're all digesting information today, which for the most part is digitally, um, in addition to traditional media, um, make a decision on what they feel are the top vehicles um, in nine different categories. Um, then we whittled that down to three finalists uh, in each of those categories, and, and we have our winners, and we're excited to to acknowledge them at Automobility LA, which is the press and media days that precede the consumer days, um, and, and, you know, get people excited. So, again, they just get interested and curious and want to learn more because these mandates are coming um, 10, 15 years away for some of them. Um, Gas-powered vehicles are still very important, and there's a really healthy and incredible mix of, of those vehicles on display as well. So it's this it's this transformative time where um, we need to showcase both. Yeah, and and you know, and it's a transformative time too for uh, for the for the for auto shows. Uh, I'll be there on uh, next Wednesday uh, covering uh, the Ziva's news. Uh, but but the the uh, industry seems to have moved away from shows in, uh, a little bit in terms of uh, showcasing. Uh, uh, showcasing uh, new model uh, debuts. They kind of like to go off, have their own space, uh, take us out, uh, take, take us out to Moab, or, or take us out to uh, to a racetrack to show a new car. Uh, how have you seen that impact uh, shows like like LA? Are there more uh, less? Are the, the manufacturers putting less into displays and putting more into experiential? Uh, events there on the streets around the convention center? I think it's a little of both. Experiential is huge, and I think that translates across, uh, you know, beyond outside of auto shows. People are becoming more particular about what they use their own dollars for, and the experience has to provide a value where they want to spend those dollars. So, 
Every automaker has their own strategy. There are some phenomenal displays inside the main halls, and there are some incredible new activations, uh, to your point, um, surrounding the L.A. Convention Center. Um, Camp Jeep is on site, VW Roadshow, Ford Bronco Built Wild. We've got 10 different ride-and-drive areas, both indoor and outside. So creating that interactive experience, you know, for a consumer um, is paramount. And I think you can actually accomplish that through traditional display um, as well as sort of excitement and flair and and actually, you know, real-life interaction with the car. So we're seeing both, and I think that's going to continue to evolve. The shows have come a long way since, you know, what might be deemed cars and carpets, Um, and every year the automakers are evaluating how they can best connect with their target audiences um, and potentially maybe increase that target audience through their display or their experience. Um, So um, there's a lot going on this year. Uh, It's going to be really cool. We've got an EV indoor test track, great partnership with Electrify America, Um, Porsche, Mini, Kia, Hyundai are all displaying models on the indoor EV track. Mach-E is doing a test ride inside. There's the Ram truck territory inside. So it's just, it's going to be so cool inside and out. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I love all this is happening right in downtown L.A. too. I mean, just as the uh, uh, the Detroit Auto Show has, has brought folks down to downtown Detroit, as downtown Detroit has really come back. Um, you know, I, I think it gives an opportunity for people to really see uh, downtown L.A. and and how much this city has uh, prospered in, in recent years. David, can you uh, can you hold with us uh, uh, just to the other side of the ad break and? And we'll continue for a couple of minutes there. You got it. I'll be here. All right. We'll be right back after after words from our sponsors. You're on Car Radio. Riding along in my automobile. My baby beside me at the wheel. I stole a kiss at the turn of a mile. My curiosity running wild. My38 is offering a great special that cannot be refused. Are you looking for a great deal on TV advertising? Are you searching for an avenue to get your business name out to the public? With My38, we are offering a great special with 100 commercial ads for a great price. This offer is for a 30-day ad placement. Please contact Ronisha Williams for more information at 313-434-8291. That's 313-434-8291. Or email at R-O-N-E-S-H-A at My38Detroit.com. Are you getting the most out of your Medicare plan? Are you sure? Many people with Medicare are eligible for plans that include extra benefits in addition to those found in original Medicare. Benefits like dental, vision, and prescription drug coverage. Call now to see if you're eligible to enroll. The consultation is free with no obligation to enroll. In addition to hospital and medical coverage, at no extra cost, you could also get coverage for prescription drugs, dental, hearing, vision, and more. In many areas, plans with benefits are available with $0 copays for many services, $0 monthly premiums, or $0 deductibles. That's hospital, medical, prescription drug, dental coverage, and more included in one plan with premiums that may be as low as $0 a month. Call now to see if you're eligible to enroll. 
The consultation is free and there's no obligation to enroll. Call 1-800-571-8580. That's 1-800-571-8580. The Word Network has been broadcasting inspirational messages around the world since the year 2000. And we keep getting bigger and better and more innovative. Seen all around the world, we bring you the best teaching, impartation, singing, and inspiration. If you want original programming, we have that too. The Word Network is your exclusive source for all things inspiration. And we can be found on every device imaginable. If you want to be uplifted and inspired, you need the Word Network. Have you been denied credit or hit with high interest rates? A low credit score happens to many of us, and millions of people are victims of incorrect items on their credit reports and don't even know it. That's why you need credit repair now. Our proven process has resulted in past clients seeing on average 11 negative items removed from their credit report and a 40-point increase after the first four months in our program. Call now and request your credit report and credit score for free in minutes. Call 1-800-783-9197. Listen up, America. Are you or a loved one suffering with an addiction to alcohol, opiates, prescription painkillers, or other drugs? There is hope. Medication-assisted treatment is proven most effective for opiate addiction recovery. Utilizing medications such as methadone, suboxone, and subutex, combined with inpatient treatment, you can achieve lasting recovery. Most insurance is accepted, so call us now. Please call 800-625-5860. So, you've decided to go to college. That's cool. So, pop quiz. Which is a better way to earn your degree? Commute to college and fill your gas tank, get stuck in traffic, drive in bad weather, try to find a parking space, walk a half mile to class, or learn online at Independence University. You don't go to college. College goes to you. That's Independence. That's Independence University. And all your supplies, including a brand new laptop and tablet, are included with tuition. Independence U for an independent you. Call 1-800-556-7791. Hi, this is Regina Ross, your Neighborhood Black Club Cheer, with the Neighborhood Update of Events. There are many cancer awareness events, COVID explanation, abusive women conference, climate change events, big changes with Les Brown, black women empowerment, and some of our monthly Black Club meetings are Burton McFarland, Beaverland, Constance, Parkland, and Far West Detroit. If you're interested in visiting a church, how about New Visions Baptist, Missionary Baptist Church, Unity Baptist Church, or Triumph Missionary Baptist Church? This has been Regina Ross with the Neighborhood Update. For additional information, contact Regina Ross at area code 313-310-9364. Again, until next time, Regina Ross. Welcome back to Car Radio. You're on 910 AM, the Superstation. We're talking to David Fortin, who is the Consumer Marketing Director for the Los Angeles Auto Show, uh, which is coming back next week, uh, over the next two weeks. Uh, great to have Los Angeles back on the calendar. And, and uh, David, uh, in, in addition to electric cars and, and all the other uh, production cars that are going to be on display there, uh, L.A. often uh, is a coming-out party for new Pacific Rim uh, 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 companies. You guys are right on the Pacific Rim. Uh, we've anticipated a Chinese 
automaker coming into the United States for years, but I think uh, it sounds like the Vietnamese are going to beat them to it. Uh, I'm hearing that there's going to be a Vietnamese model debut at the L.A. show. There is, yeah, VinFast. Uh, they have come to the table in a big way this year. They've been a great partner to us, and you know they're so proud of their culture and proud of the vehicles that they're going to debut at the the Los Angeles Auto Show, and um, it's one of the reasons why we position ourselves, you know, with our global platform um, and the ability to come into the market establish yourself, leverage the two days of automobility, L.A., and then the 10 days of the consumer show to reach, you know, it's some crazy number, like billions of impressions come out of the L.A. auto show when you you take the media influence, the social media influence. Um, it's just an incredible place to debut and working with VinFast, um, like I said, they are they are so excited uh, and they're really putting their best foot forward, so it should be a big deal. Yeah, I'm really uh, looking forward to that. And uh, sort of at the other end of the uh, uh, spectrum is is a very established automaker, Porsche. Uh, I think uh, I think California is something like 25 percent of their global sales. I, I don't know. I know <laughs> California is yeah. an incredible uh, market for Porsche, and they're I believe we're going to have five new models there uh, in L.A. They are, yeah. yeah. I mean, you talked about it earlier. California, I think, represents, and Los Angeles particularly, um, a special place for the luxury market. And Porsche always creates uh, an unbelievable exhibit in their own hall um, called Petrie Hall, but we actually start calling it Porsche Hall during the show. And you're right. Um, you know, I think if I remember correctly, um, you know, women are a huge uh, influence on Porsche sales. And last year was a great year for them. And they have translated all of that into um, just this incredible announcement that came out yesterday morning, I think. Uh, and you're right, five five new debuts or, or feature debuts and, and one still under wraps that uh, they, they haven't announced yet. So very excited for that. Yeah, a lot, a, lot, a lot to look forward to next week. Well, David, uh, appreciate your joining us today. I look forward to seeing you out in L.A. next week. Yeah, we're looking forward to, to having everybody get back to traveling and coming into town and starting to get back to live events. It feels really good, so appreciate the support. Uh, and we look forward to seeing everyone. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, appreciate the time. All right. Take care. So I, I will be out there in L.A. Uh, next week. Uh, November 17th is the media day. Uh, new product reveals uh, from Porsche, as we've talked about, as well as the, uh, the new Vietnamese company, Fisker, uh, is going to be showing off um, their new Ocean EV. Kia and Hyundai will also have new models out there so a lot a lot to look forward to not the uh not the big um uh not not the big uh two-day press conference like we've had in the past uh but uh, as david fortin and i discussed a lot of automakers are looking at a new landscape to introduce uh, vehicles sometimes uh, they're introduced at auto shows like la other times they're introduced at uh, standalone events uh, for, for the media. There are just so many ways that automakers can access uh, the public eyeball 
these days when they de debut new models. They don't necessarily want to introduce them all on uh, introduce uh, models back to back to back uh, the way you used to see here uh, at the Detroit Auto Show, for example, or in New York. Uh, or in L.A. or in Chicago where you had thousands of media coming into a show uh, but then running from one press conference to the next. Uh, now automakers uh, like to have a little more separation, and they can do that not only by going to uh, their own venues uh, at, at racetracks or, uh, uh, or, or uh, exciting uh, rural locations, uh, but they can also do that with social media and really get the same splash uh, that they're looking for by being at an auto show. So an interesting time for auto shows. Uh, Los Angeles uh, seems to be making the most of their uh, special place in automotive geography. Uh, the, the California is the sixth largest economy on the planet, so it's essentially a separate uh, separate country uh, when, it when it comes to selling automobiles. And it also has a very different regulatory uh, environment than the rest of the United States. Um, uh, it, uh, the uh, the green uh, movement is very strong out there, and and uh, the regulatory environment is much more uh, prescriptive. And so, a lot of automakers, uh, in addition to selling a lot of cars in California, uh, given the income wealth and the and the diversity of buyer, uh, they're also having to introduce electric vehicles there for the first time. I was just in a Mazda. MX-30, for example, which is the electric version of Mazda's very good CX-30 gas-powered SUV. Uh, Mazda's put a uh, electric uh, uh, motor and battery in that car, and they're only selling it in California, uh, just because that is where most EVs are sold. EVs are about 2%, uh, 2-3% of the U.S. market as a whole, but about half of those are sold in California, and about 80% of those are Tesla models. So you see the challenges for automakers in, in terms of uh, making SUVs, or making EVs, I should say, uh, to attract buyers. Um, but uh, but uh, uh, there are a fair number of buyers in California already looking at EVs. It's a bigger market out there. It's still only about 6% of registrations in California are electric vehicles. Uh, but there is definitely a uh, buyer market out there. And uh, so the L.A. show uh, will see a lot of electric vehicles uh, when I'm out there next week, and I'll be uh, telling you a little bit about that on next Saturday's show uh, when I come back, uh, telling you about all the new hardware out there in Los Angeles. Uh, a lot of great hardware on the, uh, on the roads everywhere. We were talking earlier in the broadcast with Ron Sessions, about the VW Golf GTI. I am a huge uh, hot hatch fan. Uh, these are $30,000 hatchback, uh, uh, hatchback sedans that offer not only hatchback utility, but at an affordable price, and vehicles are a lot of fun to drive. And, and I'm very high on uh, this segment in particular. Uh, the, the Golf GTI, I think, is, is the best uh, uh, GTI in a long time, not only a, a lot of fun to drive, particularly in a manual. I was just tossing this thing around the mountain range, the mountain roads of uh, of Asheville, North Carolina, having a ball, uh, but also very high tech um, uh, technology inside. Now uh, they crib uh, a lot from the Audi line that uh, VW 
also owns Audi and Porsche okay, uh, as well. So you can see some of this digital technology uh, that has been so popular in Audi is trickling down to the VW line. And you can find that in a $31,000 VW Golf GTI, really sensational uh, car. And, and it's a competitive segment. They're uh, undergoing a lot of competition uh, in that segment coming from Mazda. It has a superb Mazda 3 Turbo, one of my favorite cars of the last year, as well as uh, the perennial favorite from Subaru, the WRX. That's going to be all, all new uh, for the next model year. Uh, great all-wheel drive uh, sedan and also good entries uh, from Hyundai. We miss the uh, the Ford hot hatches. The uh, Ford uh, Focus uh, ST and the Fiesta ST are long gone from the U.S. market, so uh, I miss not having them around in the, in the uh, hot hatch game. But uh, Civic is bringing in uh, their all-new Civic. This is a, a very uh, – Honda is bringing in a very new, uh, uh, all-new Civic, very good car. Uh, and I will be out there in Los Angeles next week checking uh, out the new SI and testing that on, on uh, L.A. area roads. So uh, lots of report on that vehicle as well. Uh, not nearly as uh, wildly styled as the last generation Civic. They dialed the styling back a little bit. Uh, so a much more conservative approach from a styling perspective, like VW's Golf, uh, but also bring in a lot of technology in the interior. So that'll be a fun car to report on next week. Uh, I'm going to take uh, one last break here to hear from our sponsors. And on the other side, I'm going to be talking to VW's uh, product manager for the Golf GTI, Megan Close. You're on Car Radio 910 AM. Do you owe more than $10,000 to the IRS? If so, you may qualify for the IRS's Fresh Start Program. The Fresh Start Program is one of the biggest tax breaks the IRS has offered. Call Tax Group Center at 800-685-6150 to see if you qualify for the IRS's Fresh Start Program. Their team of tax experts and attorneys will get you the best tax settlement possible. Call 800-685-6150 now to learn if you qualify for the IRS's Fresh Start Program. Call Tax Group Center at 800-685-6150. 800-685-6150. Are you drowning in debt? Struggling just to make minimum payments? It's not your fault. Serious debt can happen to anyone, but there is hope. Our debt-free program has helped thousands of good people, just like you, eliminate their credit card debt. Call us today, and we will dramatically reduce your credit card debt down to just a fraction of what you owe. The call is free. The consultation is free. Take control of your credit debt. Take control of your life again. Call now to see how our debt-free program can work for you. Call 800-872-5230. If you or a loved one underwent hernia surgery between 2010 and 2016 and then suffered serious complications, call right now. You may be entitled to financial compensation. Complications associated with FISO-MESH include chronic pain, infection, adhesions, mesh migration, reopening of the hernia, and other serious injuries. Call right now. Call 1-800-799-2091. Again, that's 1-800-799-2091. Attention! In July 2018, Bayer announced that it will be halting its sales of Assure. 
The Assure birth control may break or migrate after insertion, puncturing the fallopian tube, resulting in corrective surgery to remove the device. Thousands of women have reported debilitating health problems to the FDA. In April 2018, the FDA restricted sales of Assure to protect women and require that patients receive risk information. Please call 800-425-9539. This is Henry Payne with 910 AM, the Superstation, hanging out in Asheville, North Carolina. Good day at the office here, driving the all-new VW Golf GTI, also driving the Golf R, also driving the Jetta GLI, the full uh, lineup of VW weapons. But uh, I, I'm really fond of this uh, GTI. I'm joined by Megan Closet who is the program manager for the Golf GTI and Golf R. And, uh, Megan, you guys have hit a home run. Uh, thank you, Henry. Thanks for having me here today. Yeah, we're, we're pretty proud of the eighth-generation GTI and Golf R. I think these are a couple models that have big shoes to fill, and hopefully after your experience this week you can say that they stack up or exceed the previous generation. Well, I'm a, I'm a disciple. Uh, going way back, uh, listeners know that I, I, my first car was a VW GTI, first generation, uh, 1984 Rabbit, it was called in those days. It was made, uh, part of it was made in my hometown of uh, West Virginia. So uh, a lot of good things going for it. But it was the first hot hatch. I mean, it really defined a segment that, that a lot of other manufacturers have followed. So uh, to your point, big shoes. I mean, every generation of this car has high expectations because uh, kind of like BMW uh, 3 Series, it's always the standard that everybody ju uh, uh, benchmarks to. And uh, how do you how do you handle that kind of pressure? That's a tremendous amount of pressure, but to that point, going back to that very original Rabbit GTI that you owned, Henry, it's really about recreating without reinventing every time. It's about uh, an evolution, not a revolution, about having that hot hatch that's everything to everybody in the sense that it's practical, it's affordable at an entry point, it's fun to drive, it gets respectable fuel economy, you've got a choice of transmissions, you've got a great standard feature setup and an awesome optional feature setup. So it really kind of has that panache that not many other vehicles can match at that price, especially when you factor in the fun to drive, the heritage and the design of the car. Yeah, you, and, and you got some very good competitors. You've, you've lost a major competitor in the Ford Focus ST. Ford has gone all SUV, uh, really gone to a, a uh, an SUV halo strategy with its Bronco. So uh, the STs, uh, the, the ST hatches are gone uh, from li the, its lineup. You guys also have really focused on SUVs. You've got really hot selling. Uh, vehicles like the ID4 and the electric segment, the Atlas and Crossport and SUVs, but you've kept the these two vehicles around. The Golf has gone away, the standard car, but you've kept these two vehicles, the GTI and and R around. Why? Great question. We've seen this tremendous migration to compact SUVs. I know you just touched on that. We discussed it this week how a majority of Volkswagen customers are choosing SUVs at this point. 
but there are those two stalwarts in our brand um, that just represent the heritage, the passion, the loyalty that Volkswagen driving enthusiasts have for the GTI and the Golf are, you can almost call them sub-brands. Um, and it's important that, that we that we fuel those fans, that we give those drivers something that they want, something where they can be engaged. They don't necessarily want to choose an SUV as their primary vehicle. They want something that's smaller. They want something that's practical. They want something that they can throw around the corners, have fun on on-ramps and off-ramps, take to a Volkswagen car show, be part of that 40-year GTI history, that 20-year Golf R history that you can't necessarily do in an SUV. And we have a great SUV lineup, but it's important that we continue to provide those enthusiast vehicles for driving enthusiasts. Yeah, that's uh, that's why I loved it as a 23-year-old when I, I bought my first car, is it had all that utility and uh, uh, had the hatchback utility that people love in SUVs now, but it's, but it's low. I mean, you can really throw this car... Uh, around through the twisty bits as we were uh, doing today. You can take it on track, which is uh, unusual for a front-wheel uh, drive car. Uh, mo- usually when I'm recommending a track vehicle to folks, I'm saying, you know, go get a Camaro, get a, a Mustang, a Subaru BRZ, something like that that's rear-wheel drive. I mean, this thing will go uh, on on track. Uh, why is that? I mean, what, what what is it that makes this car so neutral in handling? You're right. You know, Henry, it's, it's something we said for a front-wheel drive car where we've almost eliminated understeer. And a big part of that is there's a new vehicle dynamics manager on the vehicle. That's a module that marries together any kind of electromechanic chassis component that aids in better handling. So GTI benefits from a couple of different differentials. There's a VAQ limited slip front differential, which is standard on the car. There's also an XDS cross differential. Those both, of course, help with handling, help with handling in corners. You also have optional DCC active chassis control, which provides uh, different chassis adjustments depending on if you want it to be a softer setup or a more sport racetrack kind of focus setup um, with this new vehicle dynamics manager helping to eliminate the understeer and on the DCC adaptive chassis control vehicles you've got suspension adjustments made up to 200 times per second so if you can imagine that that vehicle dynamics manager is doing a lot of work to help keep your handling flat controlled linear fun yeah, and, and uh, yeah, there's a lot going on there. I mean, uh, and there's a, there's an electronics revolution uh, in this industry, and and it's all there. And yet, you guys still offer it in a manual. Uh, the the car still uh, still feels uh, um, uh, it, it, you know it, it, it still feels raw and approachable from a driver's standpoint. The the Golf R is sensational too, but that that that's really the kind of the cyborg of the lineup. I mean, this thing's got all-wheel drive. It's got uh, um, uh, torque vectoring in the rear. You can throw torque back and forth. The uh, uh, and and you can spend another you know five seven grand and get that but what i love that gti is at thirty thousand uh, uh, bucks you can get this raw driver's car with a manual uh, have a lot of fun as you look across these eight generations what are, what what do you see as sort of the defining generations leading up to uh, uh generation eight wow i i have to say henry that's probably the favorite question i've received so far this week at this event uh, mark one obviously rabbit gti that was the first of its kind so that that's the definition right there uh, mark two we had a high output 16 valve four cylinder engine that was really hot for the time uh, mark three gti introduction of the vr6 the narrow angle six cylinder huge defining moment in the gti history uh, mark four a couple i mean you had the 20th anniversary car you also had the very first turbocharged gti in the u.s so that was a big deal uh, fifth generation, you had the first direct-injected turbocharged GTI and a lot of new technology standard. Uh, sixth generation was really just bettering what the fifth had done. 
uh, and then seventh generation, our most recent one, most successful GTI yet in the U.S., uh, and our very first MQB platform car uh, with the very first uh, uh, higher output two-liter engine uh, that we have uh, today. But today we've gone even even farther with uh, the fourth generation of that two-liter turbo engine. Yeah, always squeezing more out of this uh, thing. The 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 um, uh, the one that uh, one of the defining uh, generations to me, I think, is the fifth. Which had the phone dial wheels, yeah, right? Yeah. Very, very dramatic uh, look because this is a pretty conservative-looking car, and those wheels uh, really stood out. You knew exactly what you were looking at when it rolled down the uh, roll, uh, road. Uh, you've you've evolved away from uh, those those uh, wheels, and now I think the 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 visual signature of this generation is this uh, is the interior um, for for the eighth eighth gen dramatic departure. Uh, from the last car, you're bringing in big 10-inch screens, a lot of digital technology. What's going on there? It's kind of the all-new digital environment, right, Henry? You want something that allows the driver to stay connected with the road, yet is allowing the driver to also stay connected to all of their electronic devices and, and to have that interface that feels like what we've all grown accustomed to with, with smartphones and tablets and everything else. So as you mentioned, we've got a, a variety of different displays. We've got a, a digital cockpit pro standard, which is a 10-inch configurable uh, cockpit in front of the driver, so it takes the place of analog dials. You also have an optional heads-up display to project critical information on the windscreen. And then, as you mentioned as well, um, ranging from 8 inches to 10 inches, we have a couple of different infotainment systems that are fully configurable, fully customizable, have at-a-glance information for everything from climate controls to uh, music to uh, you know satellite radio to driving modes to all the vehicle setups and settings, and it's all right there in front of you. The the uh, Audi, which is part of your uh, VW family, uh, sort of led with this in the luxury segment. Um, uh, I want to say a generation ago, and uh, and I think uh, kind of redefined what people expected uh, from that display. What I, I like about this in particular is that your ID4, uh, which is a very Ford-looking technology car, has a similar system, but you're also bringing that 